Season four of How We Win is here. For the past four years, we've been making history in critical elections all over the country. And last year, we made history again by expanding our majority in the Senate, eating election-denying Republicans in crucial state house races, and fighting back a non-existent red wave. But the MAGA Republicans who plotted and pardoned the attempted overthrow of our government now control the House, thanks to gerrymandered maps and repressive anti-voter laws. And the chaotic spectacle we've already seen shows us just how far they will go to seize power, dismantle our government, and take away our freedoms. So the official podcast of The Persistence is back with season four. There's so much more important work ahead of us to fight for equity, justice, and our very democracy itself. We'll take you behind the lines and inside the rooms where it happens with strategy and inspiration from progressive changemakers all over the country. And we'll dig deep into the weekly news that matters most and what you can do about it with messaging and communications expert, co-founder of Way to Win, and our new co-host, Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. So join Steve and I every Wednesday for your weekly dose of inspiration, action, and hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And And this this is is How We Win. Win. Thanks to Third Love for supporting Muller, she wrote. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash AG to find yours today. And thanks to Policy Genius for supporting Muller, she wrote. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price at policygenius.com. And finally, thanks to Honey for supporting Muller, she wrote. You ever buy something online only to find out later you missed a discount? Honey is a free browser add-on that finds the best deals online. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com ag. You'll be glad you did. This is Seth Abramson. I'm the author of Proof of Collusion, and you're listening to Muller, she wrote. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Seriously, one of the most beautiful, wonderful cities. I got to uh, tour at the shop of one of my heroes today, Adam Savage, who is going to be joining us later. And, uh, of course, we also have Stephanie Miller with us today. Who is a fantastic human being. Uh, but as you know, I'm your host, AG. But with me, as always, are Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Tell me when it's out. 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 
gonna do my Liz Lemon. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's I all like... I can do is like dance in mocking spurts. Of, that's what's up. Of Roger Rabbits and things that we did in the 90s. So. I respect that. Hi. <laughs> it's very intimate in here. I can see each and every one of your bright, shiny faces. This is lovely. How are you guys? I'm good. Great, yeah. yeah San Francisco is fantastic. Yes, yes. Amazing city. I had a weird experience, though. I hopped in an Uber. This is like my first SF. Is that okay to say? Not, yeah. Okay, okay. Not San Fran. Roll. <laughs> Frisco? <laughs> it's a mob now. All right. We'll take a poll. Yeah, that was great. Anything but San Fran is what I hear, right? That's... I told him you guys would go Right. Well, back down in Sandbag, everyone's talking about <laughs> San Fran. But, no, but I got a new Do love Dago? Yeah. Yes, yes. They do love that. It's because they like saying hard at the end of it. Dago hard. Everyone oh, yeah. says that. Is that a thing? I know. Yeah, it's yeah. A bro, it's a I think of Ego. Dago, Ego. It's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but I got on this Uber, and uh, first question the guy asked, he's like, what are you here for? I said, we're here for a podcast. He's like, cool, what podcast? I said, Mueller, she wrote, and he goes, oh, Mueller, cool, Mueller, she wrote, what's that, what's about? I'm like, the Mueller investigation? He's like, oh, okay, you think he's going to jail? I was like, uh, Trump? And he goes, no, Mueller. <laughs> I was like, I looked at his phone. It's like a 20-minute drive that just had to commence. That's a long drive after that. I know. Yeah. And then he just, I was like, well, I disagree. And that was... I, I've had interesting Uber experiences, too. I rode in a Tesla. Me and my girlfriend were in a Tesla for an Uber. Is that common in San Francisco? Is that... Oh, just that. Okay. Well, that was really cool. Yeah. No, no political commentary. So five stars all the way. That was... Yeah. I can't believe he said Mueller. I know. And then, yeah. and then That's he, the first time I've heard this story. Yeah. And then he's like informed by like Fox News. So he like knows, he knows words that like relate to what's happening. <laughs> but they're all funneled through a shit funnel that's just like, it's so wrong. And so he's like, yeah, all of them. Mueller, he brings Ray into it. He says Ray needs to go to jail. He says uh, Brennan needs to go to jail. Comey needs to go to jail. The most and conservative Republican motherfuckers right, on the planet. Right. He said li lifelong Democrats they all are. I don't the know. last Just man on earth. He wants everyone to go to jail like that scene from Austin Powers where he's like, everybody leave except you, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He just wants everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henchman holding wrench. Yeah. Or half um, bag. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's You're more cool, like it. You. That's actually pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm half baked right now. So yeah. That's, yes. I'm living it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, talk to your Uber drivers, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. See, see and tip what, them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tip your servers, your bartenders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Let's hear for the independent. What an awesome venue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, one of the coolest venues that we've had. So I, I really love it here. Um, but you really need to hear, um, there's another Uber story uh, <laughs> that our, our additional panelist is going to tell you about. And I want to welcome her now, you guys, to complete our panel, the host of the Stephanie Miller Show on Sirius XM 127, comedian, all-around incredible human being. Please welcome Stephanie Miller.
Oh, keep it going. You're gonna get me too. <laughs> I hope you know them. Yeah. Hi, AG. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Well, I'm fucking trashed. How is you? How are you, San Francisco? So I think that you need to tell them about your Uber experience on the way over here. Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. Okay, so I just came from North Carolina taking care of my 96-year-old mom who has Alzheimer's, who is a, a Fox News-watching, Trump-voting Republican, <laughs> who said to me while I was there, oh, he's the most popular president in my lifetime. Oh. He try, he's trying to do so many good things. So that's how it started this week. Oh, gosh. And uh, then I got, okay, so the Uber on the way here, he was like, what, Republican, Democrats are just as corrupt as fucking Republicans, I hate all of them. I'm like, all right, gonna fuck you up and you're not gonna get a tip. And he's like, you know what, fuck you. I was like, you know what, fuck you. All right, tell me your story. It's <laughs> a good way to but start off. we ended off up having a really good conversation, AG, because he was like, you know, they all fucked us because of Uber and Lyft, and they all fucked us. And I said, how do we fix that? I bet Elizabeth Warren has a plan for that. <laughs> how do we help you? I said, how do we fix it? He said, okay, if you know there's an app here in San Francisco, right? It's called, what's the app? Where you can call a taxi. He said, they have an app here. I was like, all right. I said, let's get apps for you guys. So you can level the playing field, and you can compete with Uber and Lyft. And then I gave him a fucking thousand dollar tip on you. And <laughs> but we had a conversation. We need to have a conversation in I America. I like that. I like right? that. Right? How do we level the playing field for you union people? How do we do it? And that was the conversation. Well, I think conversations are important. Yeah. You know what it made me realize that that story though is that the same way Elizabeth Warren has a plan for everything, we should have an app for everything. We should just solve all of our problems. Racism, there's an app for that, no. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, yeah, it would be easier, more accessible. What would that app look like? Just, you just open it up and it just says, don't fucking say that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would actually, yeah, that would be pretty spot on. Yeah, if you're hey, opening so this app, don't say what you were gonna say. You've already, you've already lost. Yeah. yeah we'll so so just yeah. go, you just have an app. It's like a magic eight ball. Say, hey, can I say this about women or can I say this about yeah. people? I don't mean just, like answer is always no. Yeah, yeah. Definitely an app to convince you not is to be racist. Not like 8chan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Very yeah. different. Is there ever a time it's okay to call a woman a cunt? No, no. You don't need an app for that. No. Yeah. <laughs> or an eight ball. You know, like just no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's always no. Always no. The answer is always no. There's a weird trend, though, with conservative Uber drivers in this city specifically. Which, no, which, he was a Jill Stein voter, which I almost oh, strangled him for. Oh, yeah. Besides taking the wrong term on market. But, but if he voted for Jill Stein, that like, means he supports Putin and therefore a Republican. But we didn't know at the time. That's true. I didn't vote for her. But right. I think a lot of her followers didn't know. She gave but none I, of that no, money back, right? But I think that's... 
But I really didn't like her orange juice logo. It just looked like it was for orange juice. Google it right now, Jill Stein's logo. You'll be like, oh yeah, orange juice. I don't know why. No. But I think that's a legitimate conversation, don't you? I mean, not just how Trump is fucking the farmers with this ridiculous trade war, oh, yeah. but you know, when you get in a cab with a guy whose business has been ruined by Uber and Lyft, and he's a liberal and he wants to have a conversation, he's pissed, you go, okay, what, how do we level the playing field for you guys? And I think that that's a legitimate conversation, don't you? To go, okay, how do we get an app so you can compete? rather than just trying to blow up Uber and Lyft and get rid of them entirely. Well, yeah, oh, when yeah. you start having the conversations about, it's not you know us versus them, it's, it's us versus the rich people. And we have to like think about that, how we can level the playing field for all of us, whether we're Republicans or Democrats, because these motherfuckers are picking our pockets and running away with our money. Yeah. There are some nice rich people, though. There are. They're out there. They're the minority, but... <laughs> yeah, of course, because they're fucking living it up, dude. They're just like, a fat smile right. on their face. I don't know them that yeah. well, but... <laughs> their lives are amazing. Everything's great. I assume they're nice people. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephanie, we're very glad that you made it. Uh, <laughs> well, in your Uber, you know what? So. I, I may get knifed to death on the way home, or it may cost you $2,000. But listen, either way, AJ... It's all right. You, you, you buy me a bottle of wine. We'll be even... Yeah, yeah. The Patreon money goes directly to tipping Uber drivers. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. It is time to kick off this show with my new favorite segment, Corrections. It's a mistake. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. Oh, apologize. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Thank you. All right, so applauding the sound clip, I love it. Do you guys, is this what you're like at home when you're listening? Just, just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I do, my, I like like hot notes, still cracks me up, hot notes. Oh I yeah, I love the monotone, that's my favorite part. Like, I can't just, get over that it shit. It brings it all together, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot notes, okay. <laughs> So first, I have a correction about the entire corrections segment. You may have noticed uh, in the last few episodes of Muller She Wrote, we've only had like one or two corrections. And I've been like, really? It was about the cow not being, there's only female cow. Like, how do I not have a zillion corrections? I'm not a fucking lawyer and I'm up here talking law. As it turned out, I'm also a shitty at technology and email. Our email for corrections was broken. So I fixed it and I found all your corrections. It was broken, yeah. So <laughs> the show will be five hours long. Thank you for being here. So buckle up. Most of them were please do not fucking have Stephanie Miller as your guest. <laughs> and they were from you. <laughs> nope, didn't get that one. They love you. So first, oil doesn't come from dinosaurs. Oil and natural gas is derived from a series of mass extinctions 372 and 358 million years ago due to a particularly severe plankton blooms. Thank you, Sarah Carmichael. Yes. Ah. So, Wait. Go ahead. 
Yeah, did we say that oil came from dinosaurs? I always thought they did. I, I said that. I just learned they didn't. Um, so what she's saying is there's a concoction of animals. It's not just dinosaurs. It's also non-dinosaurs. Severe plankton blooms, 372 plankton? and 350. Okay, what I'm imagining you were imagining is some sort of global liquidation of dinosaurs that resulted <laughs> in oil. Is that not what you're saying? Oh, my God. Are we next? Apparently not. <laughs> Don't know. And I thought, because I'm a fan of the movie Airplane, where he says, first the earth cooled, then the dinosaurs came, but they turned big and fat and died and turned into oil, and then the Arabs came and they bought Mercedes Benzes. Yeah, yeah, the land before time. I saw that same movie, yeah. Is that wrong? No. Apparently it's plankton blooms. We didn't fucking have Google that we just believed Airplane when it came. And when I say we, I have a mouse in my pocket. It was probably just me. Danny Brenner wants us to note that chameleons do not change color based on their surroundings. Remember when we said Comey uh, was blending into the curtains and we went, Comey, 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 chameleon. chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> they change based on their mood. So instead of referring to Comey blending into blue curtains as a chameleon, perhaps we should compare him, this person says, Danny Brenner, to an octopus, which does change based Whoa. on its surroundings. Thank you, Danny Brenner. Yeah. What? They're always in the same surrounding. It's always water. Well, oh. isn't, I'm going to compare this to that woman that just took a fucking selfie with an octopus on her face and then got stung, ironically, by a fucking octopus. <laughs> I'm going to compare this to James Comey saying Hillary was careless with her emails and then just fucking getting... Cause, uh, the same yeah. thing just happened to him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Same thing. He got stung huh? by the same fucking octopus mm-hmm. in his face. To be fair, his shit wasn't classified, but that's okay, that's okay. They're like a a mood ring, right? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like a mood ring, but it's a chameleon. So, thank thank you, Danny Brenner. Rachel McCoy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Rachel McCoy. I'm done. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Am I the adult supervision tonight? I just need to know. Because they're young enough to be my daughter. So you know if we're you in need trouble. Me to shut them the fuck up. I will. I'll you know that. we're in trouble when Steph Miller sure. is our adult the one supervision. That I'll be the nun in my Catholic school. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel McCoy wants to make sure we know it's okay to shame people for getting DUIs. Okay, I have a roommate that just had a DUI, so that mostly was for him. But yeah, I agree. I just feel bad. Sorry. Because we said that. We're like, I said it, yeah. Because basically, uh, the new press secretary has had two in the past five years. And then, and then you know, two DUIs. And the, but then I think we said, but no, you know, no DUI shame. No, we, we should shame. Yeah, that's true. I was being too nice. That's yeah. my, yeah. She if it wasn't fucking... for my psychotic union cab driver, I would have had at least two on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> However, when I heard Matt Gates was her designated driver, I knew there was a problem. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe like in the Rob future... Porter just, like, getting together, driving people. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Maybe in future administrations, Matt Gates can become an Uber driver. Oh, yeah. Well, we can dream, right? Drive. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not going to have a fucking job. Yeah. No, no, no. His license plate will just be some non-foul version of milkshake. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> some Uber drivers have water in their car. He's just going to have warm milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. My Matt Gates brings all the boys to the yard. Mm-hmm. Andrea Rouse, who has loved us since we were pronouncing it Mueller, oh. 
wants us to know the age of consent in the UK is 16, it's 14 in Austria, Germany, Portugal, and Italy, 15 in France, the Czech Republic, Denmark, and Greece. Why didn't, did Epstein have the states in those places? Maybe. Right? Wouldn't that be like, like that would make more sense logically. Yeah, why didn't you just that do that? that is a moral comment of any kind. Yeah. Let's so raise it. Logistically. We should raise the Epstein. age of consent. Yeah, 25 is And pedophiles around the world are like, I know where I need a summer home now. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Greg Rogers wants to make sure we know that Trump isn't pushing an income tax reduction. He's pushing a payroll tax deduction. Uh, reduction. So, okay. Mm. Uh, is that real? Is he really doing that or just saying that? He's just saying it. All right, because if it were real, that would actually be interesting, right? He, he said it before 2018, too, and then it never came to fruition. And it's actually proof that his fucking tax bill that was supposed to help the middle class didn't do shit for the middle class. Oh, no. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't need to do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the napkin bill. They wrote it on a napkin, the tax bill. Yeah. Yeah, I was so impressed. I didn't know they could do shit. And just seeing them so quickly write a tax bill and just, like, really fight for it, I was like, damn, mm -hmm. like... I, I will never underestimate them. They just don't care anymore. I feel, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Republicans have had that shit like hiding in a desk for like 20 years. Like, oh, we you can know do it. it now. Yeah, 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 all of those things have been done before. You don't need a fucking napkin. Just like yeah. read the internet. And that's like, they did the same, they did so much of the same shit, like trickle down bullshit. It's yeah, all, trickle down sorry, bullshit. Sorry, that was a lot of shit in like Can I speak seconds. as <laughs> Jordan's Republican mom right now? Yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like... <laughs> The tax cut is not going to allow her to get that nose ring out of her nose and ever find a proper man yeah. to, t to take care of her. We're roasting each other now. That's, that's what's become. I no. love your face when you do that voice. Uh, but Jordan, Jordan has a proper man. She does. Jordan, Jordan's doing pretty good. Proper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have a proper man. Proper man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that was a character. That was a full of shit character. I loved it, though. And I think you should bring it back in the next segment when we talk about Alan Krinsky. And he wants us to know the debate is not over religion versus race for Jews. Jews are not a race, he says. Some Jews are of Ashkenazi descent and generally pass as white, but other Jews are from the Mediterranean and Arab lands and they do not, nor do Ethiopian Jews from India. Whether by birth or conversion, there are Jews of all colors, but being Jewish is not a race. Okay, all right. That's cool. what he said. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll, I'm fine with that. I'm not Jewish, so I'll take that you know, person's word yeah. for it. If, if someone is Jewish and they consider themselves to be part of a race, I won't dispute that. But Me sure, neither. if that makes them feel better. I just also wanted to point out how much Jews have in common with like black people. So that's like just being oppressed, I think. But if it's, you know, but totally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like any minority, really. Um, but yeah, if they would rather be called a religion or a community instead of a race, that's fine. Yeah, yeah same. same. same it still stands. Yeah, same yeah. as these. I'm mostly just reading what he said. For sure, I'm, I'm I Gentile it. as fuck. I can't eat gefilte fish. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <clears throat> Although I, I did, yeah, I, I went to a Seder, and I, I think as a joke, they give me gefilte fish. And, um, <laughs> I ate it, to be kind, and Aww. then I vomited. <laughs> Ray Everett says the Pritzkers are the family behind Hyatt Hotels and the Marriott is their own family. Yeah. So I don't know where I got Pritzkers or from Marriott, but they're not. <laughs> Guys, still no legal corrections. That's it. Those are all the corrections. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to go to Vermont and take the bar just for the hell of it. I, I I'm sorry. Story. Jew sidebar, my dad was a prosecutor at Nuremberg. 
Thank you. Oh. What do I win? Yeah, yeah. And he has a history with this city. My dad was nominated to be vice president of the United States at the Cow Palace here in San Francisco in 1964. <laughs> uh, yes, yay, Goldwater. Um, you're the one. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> But we were talking about this backstage that like, I, you know, I didn't know, I, I went to Catholic school my entire life. Talking about being in okay. your bubble. Really? <laughs> Represent, yeah, yeah. Talking about being in your bubble, but my best friend, my freshman year, right, was, you know, Joel Stein and I, he was like, I'm Jewish. I was like, well, what is that? You know, a race or religion? He's like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's a fair question, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I thought like, people don't learn you know, racism until we teach them. Like, I didn't, you know, and my parents' Republican country club didn't allow Jews or blacks, but I didn't know that when I was growing up. No, I went to Catholic school, too. I was fascinated by, there was like three or four people who didn't have to go to mass every Thursday in the gym, and I was like, why don't they have to go to church? <laughs> like, oh, they're Jewish. I'm like, what's that? Right, what is that? Can I be that? <laughs> I want to be that. Yeah, I was raised by atheists. I had no idea what Jewish was. Like, yeah, it was all Catholic. Yeah, it's it's all news to me. Yeah, there's there's so many different flavors. Um, but you know what I've noticed about religion is that there's always a common denominator. Like that Jesus guy keeps coming up, right? <laughs> like, I think I think there might be some truth in all of them, but there's a lot of bullshit too. Yeah, trickle down bullshit, Jordan. Just <laughs> throwing it back. Yeah, it's yeah. been exploited, but yeah, I think every it's religion has their Jesus. They I all believe, have a son of God yeah. born to a virgin. The story seems to the, repeat itself, but yeah. but for a good cause. I just think that yeah, obviously a different podcast would talk about all the reasons it's wrong, but yeah, generally yeah, speaking. Jalisa, as a as an atheist, don't you feel like when Trump looked to the sky and said, "I'm the chosen one," that if there was a fucking God, there would have been a goddamn thunderbolt? <laughs> with no casualties, Mar-a-Lago would just be wiped off the earth today with the hurt. Yeah, he's the second coming, my ass. If he's anything, he's the Antichrist in this story. And I'm excited for the rapture because it's free shoes for atheists. <laughs> we will have a shoe party. I like shoes. Is that explicitly like. laid out in the, in, in the contract? Everyone uh, else, all oh, the that we get the, get the shoes? Yeah. No, it's just a byproduct of, of yeah, the reality. Of disappearing bodies. Like a natural disaster. You yeah. start looting, start picking up, picking up shoes. Yeah. Do Republicans wear Louboutins? I don't even know. Wait, I know. I don't here's know the, the thing about where we fucking come from your childhood and my childhood. My father was a prosecutor at Nuremberg to Trump saying there's Nazis at Charlottesville are very fine people. No, they're not fucking very fine people. And Antifa, aren't we all anti-fascists? Weren't all our fathers and grandfathers anti-fascists? Hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, it means anti-First Amendment. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Dude, Tommy Lahren's pants are made in China. Fuck her. Obviously. And that's the news story of this week. I told everybody last week, I'm like, this is Alexo Industries. They fucking, their shit's made in China. It's 95% polyester. And all of a sudden, Daily Beast is like, oh my God, her pants are made in China. <laughs> well, yeah. You listen? Huh. 
<laughs> Thanks. Bitch. Can I call her a cunt? What? What? All right. Uh, 25% uh, of the crowd this is says a, yes. We're the cunt panel. <laughs> Say what? I don't need the app for that, right? What? I mean, it, it, cunt's a word for a reason, right? We can at least say that. So I think anyone that's a cunt can be a cunt. A dude can be a cunt. You know, if they're a cunt, they're, whatever it means to you, deep yeah. down. I like the word cunt myself. <laughs> I like C-U-N-T cunt. It feels good, right? Yeah. yeah ever since boys like on the side. Like looper. It's just some cunt. words. Yeah. Let's get everybody and tell them. I cunty, love that cunty, movie. Cunty, cunty, cunt. What? <laughs> All right, guys, those are corrections. This episode of Muller She Wrote Live is brought to you by Third Love. I am officially obsessed with Third Love, everything that they make. I get all my bras through them now. It's a women-run company. They're disrupting a male-dominated industry. I love it. They use real women's bodies in their advertisements, and they use real women's measurements, over 12 million of them, to find the perfect fit for you. And they're philanthropic, they're size-inclusive, and they don't charge more for larger-sized bras. And they're the industry leader with 70 sizes, including half-cup sizes. And here's how it works, guys. Just jump online, take their Fit Finder quiz. It takes less than a minute and helps find your perfect size and shape. Then they ship it to you and you try it on at home. So no more weird, dark fitting rooms. No more pushy salespeople with tape measures following you around. And then you have 60 days to wear it, wash it, make sure it's the perfect fit. And if it's not, return or exchange it hassle-free. And uh, Third Love will donate it to a person in need. That is the perfect fit promise, and it's amazing. And I love that they're doing this. Uh, I've replaced all my bras with Third Love. I'll never shop anywhere else for my bras. They fit perfectly. All the issues I had with other bras, like itchy tags and digging straps, have been solved thanks to the perfect fit promise. And I know that if something's not right, they have my back. These bras are quality. They're breathable. They're lightweight. Literally the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering you 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com AG now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com AG for 15% off today. And now we have turned the news into a quiz show for our panelists. Are you ready for just the facts? Jalisa. Yes. This week, the Department of Justice Inspector General released its report on whose handling of the memos he wrote about his interactions with Trump. Uh, memos. Comey memos? Yeah, you Com got it. Yeah! Yeah, if he's our homie, homie that's to be determined still, right? Yeah, okay. TBD on the homie. Got I don't it, know yet. It. At first, he was totally our homie, and then it was like, mm, is he our homie? Do we still send those stickers out? Huh? Do yeah. you still send the Comey as my homie stickers? We got some in the back if you want a Comey as my homie right, sticker. My go. girlfriend's doing merch. <laughs> yes, yeah. say hi to Jess. Yeah, buy a sticker that we don't know if it represents Yeah, if, you're, if you're undecided, you can just cut the sticker in half. And take there you half go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe someday we'll get the New York think about FBI field office IG report and we can fucking find out if Comey is our homie or not. Yeah. Here's what I think is uh, irony just fuck karma in a dirty alley and it threw away the uh, condom. That's what happened when they ruled that Comey was careless but didn't break the law. Oh, I get the condom reference now. That took me a minute. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, okay. I'm with okay. it now. Yeah, right. yeah. So yes, Inspector General Horowitz finished his investigation into what Donald Trump referred to as leaks, but what anyone else would call whistleblowing this week. Uh, saying Comey uh, taking the memos out of the FBI offices to his home and putting them in a safe was reckless. The uh, Inspector General is not recommending criminal charges, and I can't help but think 
about when uh, Comey called Clinton's private server reckless, uh, but that he wouldn't prosecute her. There are differences, though, like I said. Uh, Comey's memos were not classified. They were confidential, and that's even a stretch. And Horowitz said Comey took them home without permission from the FBI, but Comey was the fucking director of the FBI. <laughs> Who do you get permission from other than yourself? That's and how Trump feels, though, so it's tricky. It's and, tricky. <laughs> but there, but there's no rule book. Right. There's no rule book here about how Comey, you know, should respond to him asking him to lift the cloud and to go easy on Flynn. And yeah, and I sympathize with him, obviously, more than Trump. But, yeah, that's, this is a very gray area here. Yeah, and Comey testified back in 2017 that he shared two of those seven memos with a friend of his and asked him to share the information with reporters in hopes that a special counsel would be appointed. That's why he did it, and he testified to that. He's told everybody. It wasn't like, uh, you know, he was like, well, you'll never know how they got the information. <laughs> how are we in such like a distorted reality where someone is like, I am the top intelligence official, arguably, and uh, there's something sketchy going on, so I'm going to do some shit so an investigation gets open and everyone's like, that's awful, not allowed. That's yeah. so fucking crazy. Basically it's what Comey did is he said, how can I do this without breaking the law? And so right. he did it, and it worked, and he didn't break the law, according to prosecutors. And this DOJ, believe me, they wanted to fucking prosecute him. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. The difference is he was revealing massive obstruction of justice mm -hmm. and lawlessness with this president. And, you know, the problem is there was no there there with Hillary's emails. There was never any fucking there there. Mm -mm. Even, like, you know, intelligence professionals were like, okay, there were... Two emails that ended up with a small C, which is not cunt, by the way, for you two. <laughs> Filthy potty mouths over there. But, you know, so like, she was not careless. Even that was like, you know, and the fact that like, so now he's getting the exact same treatment for something that is literally revealing treason and corruption and, you know, obstruction of justice on a massive scale. A something is, burger. Is how this both sides do it fucking media stuff <laughs> fucks us every time. Totally, totally. <clears throat> Jordan. Jordan, yes. this week the House Judiciary subpoenaed another witness in their obstruction of justice investigation. This guy famously had to leave the White House because it came out that he physically abused both of his ex-wives. Name him. Yeah, that's uh, Rob Porter. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Gross. Rob Porter makes a... Go ahead. Does he have... Uh, he wears wife beaters, right? That's something he that did. we talked about. Or he, he beat Sorry, his wife. Sorry, this is a legitimate question. I feel like in my brain I have a false Whatever memory of Whatever shirt he's wearing is a wife beater. beater. And I don't know if that actually happened or not. Yeah, no matter yeah. what shirt he's wearing, it's technically a wife beater. Right. Yeah, that... Um, okay. But I think he did, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're sticking with yeah, hands and so <laughs> That's just a weird thing for my brain to make up and, like, punish itself with, is that image, but maybe, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it actually happened. I don't know, I'll look for a source. And he and Hope's hit, anyway, Hope Hicks date it, right? They yeah, were... they, yeah he, he fucked Hope Hicks, for sure. Oh, well, or she fucked him? Hey. <laughs> I don't know which is more feminist. <laughs> but it happened, that, that we know, yeah. If he punched her, I mean, technically that's punching a Nazi. If it's so. consensual punching, I mean. I'm sorry. Is okay. she a Nazi? Oh, no, I, oh. I right. know she's a Nazi sympathizer, but can is I she herself be, a Nazi? Can I just be a buzzkill cock blocker on this whole conversation? Because <laughs> wife beating, domestic violence is also the through line in every single one of these mass shooters. Misogyny. 
Domestic violence. Every single one of them. Hatred of women, yeah, it Despite is. Despite partisan whatever. Yeah. And so it's, it's actually like not a funny thing, the degree of misogyny going on. It's a big part of white supremacism. Yeah, like it's incel a, culture. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah. Yeah, toxic masculinity. So yes, my little uh, paragraph of this. Rob Porter makes a stunning debut in the Mueller Report, Volume 2, Section 2, in the evidence regarding Trump asking Sessions to unrecuse himself and asking Porter if Rachel Brand would be amenable to firing Mueller <laughs> like he has in the past. Rob Porter did not listen to the president because he knew that what he was asking him to do was tantamount to obstruction of justice. The Judiciary Committee has also subpoenaed Corey Lewandowski and Rick Dearborn, both witnesses to Trump's harebrained idea to curtail Mueller's investigation by telling Lewandowski to deliver a message to Jeff Sessions to limit election interference investigations to future elections only. Lewandowski- Like Minority Report with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Lewandowski thought that was so insane that he asked his friend Rick Dearborn to do it for him. And Rick Dorborn said, oh yeah, I totally did that, bro, and no one ever did, so. <laughs> Steph? Who recently listed a 100-square-foot farm in a financial disclosure form so he could tell his constituents that he's a real farmer? Are we farmer? mooing? They're mooing, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say moo? <laughs> As in Devin Nunes. <laughs> yes, Stephanie, Devin Nunes put his new farm on his financial disclosure forms. Uh, if you recall, Nunes was taken to task by Democrats for putting farmer next to his name on the ballot because he hadn't seen a farm in like two decades. So this week, I guess, to silence his critics, he listed that he now is the proud owner of a farm. But the trouble is it's worth less than $15,000, makes zero profit, produces nothing, and is less than 100 square feet. Wow. I said it on the pod before. Don't you he hope should... that Robert Nero comes back to Payne Muller to go, Nunez, I have cow teats. Can you milk my teats? Can you milk my teats? Can you, Devin? Yeah. He looks like him too, right? I can see that, yeah. I was just can saying, you milk me? if he wants to make a profit, just grow one weed plant on that little square. Yeah, like. He probably just got that so he can have like a cover up uh, for the kickbacks he's getting and just call them subsidies. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, for sure. That's what he's gonna do. Yeah, I bet, I bet you anything he'll apply for a farm subsidy, right? Yeah. But my 100 square foot farm. Right. Tiny little cows and like tiny chickens. It's, it's I can they see called it. it yeah. They called it such a tiny farm. It's like Stonehenge and Spinal Tap. But Devin, that's what you drew on the napkin. Boy, it's like this big. It's just sitting Indian style with one of those play school. The cow says. That was my favorite game growing up. That little, I love that toy. That was a I love toy. that thing too. Jaleesa, <laughs> prosecutors have told Judge Emmett Sullivan they are ready to move forward with sentencing whom? Um, Michael Flynn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Maybe. Lawyers told Emmett Sullivan Friday they're ready to sentence in either late October or early November, but Flynn's new lawyers say they're nowhere near ready for sentencing, and this is interesting. Sydney Powell, mission, creeps on a mission, crazy bitch. She says they need to wait until Berman, who's handpicked by Trump, 
doing the investigation into the investigation. We need to wait until he's done to see what he comes up with. Almost as if Trump is engineering a fake investigation to conclude that Flynn was improperly investigated before he's even sentenced. Sidney Powell also said that she still hasn't been able to review classified information regarding the recordings of the phone calls between Flynn and Kislyak, along with other documents she didn't specify, but says the government hasn't given her the clearance she needs to review these things. Prosecutors have told Judge Sullivan there's nothing to fucking review that's classified. There's no relevant classified evidence in this case. And it seems weird to me that Powell is looking into the Kislyak calls and trying to prove Flynn's innocence, but he's actually just being charged with none of that. He's being charged with lying to the FBI about having the calls in the first place. And he pleaded guilty to that. And he hasn't withdrawn his guilty plea. But the government says he's done cooperating. We're ready to sentence him. They even pulled him off the Bijan Keon trial, changing him from a cooperating witness to an unindicted co-conspirator. So I hope Sullivan takes the prosecutor's sentencing recommendation, though the Berman investigation report into the investigation is due out before the recommended sentencing time frame. So we'll see what happens. A status hearing has been scheduled for September 10th. Damn. It takes time to do a full 180 turn, you know? That's what they should, because uh, that's what he's doing effectively right yeah, now with yeah. Powell. That's just, I imagine that's, that takes a lot of coordination to, mm. to do that, right? Pop quiz, pop quiz everybody. Side, pop you know? quiz, who said, arguably, you sold your country out? Do, 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 do. Judge yeah. Emmett Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he when also he was said, like, are you sure you, you want to... Flynn's judge in... said that to him, right? Initially, right. arguably, you sold your country yeah. out. And yeah. he also asked the prosecutors if they looked into treason. Did you guys look into treason? <laughs> At all the treason? The treason? <laughs> and he pointed to the flag, and the flag was like, yeah, fuck you, Flynn. Remember that? Yeah. And then Trump hugged it, and we all freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Trump Jordan. grabbed the flag by the pussy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gross. Yeah, yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. What is the pussy of the flag? I mean, it's the I Betsy like Ross think... is what it's called. <laughs> just grab it. Nice bunch of, yeah. <laughs> the pussy of the flag. <laughs> a lot of it's, options there. Yeah. I think it's between the 10th and 11th stripe. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to pick a star, right. but yeah. I'm surprised that's not in the flag code, something about the pussy You think it would flag. be. Yeah, yeah, all the misogyny in American history. You yeah. think they'd find a pussy on the flag. Yeah. The flag code does say it. she'll never touch anything beneath it, so I'm not okay. sure how Trump can touch it at all. Except the pussy of the flag. That's what it says. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Jordan. Reaction. Yes. <clears throat> Recently, the House Ways and Means Committee filed a motion for a summary judgment in their lawsuit to get Trump's tax returns from the Treasury and the IRS. Did the judge approve or deny this motion? Uh, they denied it. Yes, this motherfucker McFadden. Dick, d- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little angry. That's a legal term. Yeah. So the judge denied the motion, saying it may be appropriate to expedite this matter, but not now. That's what expedite means, you fuckface. Time is linear. Yeah, if Amazon Prime said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, but not now. Yeah, it wouldn't be expedited. According to my wormhole watch. So the committee has not justified its request, apparently, to bypass the motion to dismiss. Uh, and, and they can't skip ahead to the summary judgment. Indeed, by the time the summary judgment is appropriate, this case might look very different, the judge says. There may be new case law, new facts, and new parties. Really, new parties? 
But we don't, we just, it's, this is so dumb. Uh, these factors also counsel uh, for denying the committee's motion for summary judgment now to allow it to refile based on the latest legal and factual landscape rather than holding the current motion in abeyance. The judge also said that Trump is planning on filing a motion to dismiss the entire lawsuit that will raise significant threshold issues about the court's authority to resolve such an interbranch conflict, and further, the requirement of a court to assure itself of its jurisdiction to hear a case before proceeding to the merits is inflexible and without exception, and then he cited some dumb case. So, the court wants to hear Trump's motion to dismiss before it makes a judgment. I think these are bullshit excuses because the committee will clearly win on the merits. It's an obvious case, and I find it curious. This is a judge, by the way, that was appointed by Trump after serving on the Trump transition team, yet did not recuse himself from this case. Sketch or nah. Right? There's um, my snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to expedite this into the next century or until the DeLorean arrives at the clock tower with Michael J. Fox. Where we're going, we don't need... This is bullshit. I call it bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Roads. Aside, aside from him sounding sketchy, most definitely, do you think it's possible that he's like, I just need to hear his motion just so he shuts up when we do this? No, I, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a setback. The, the merits are the merits, and this is an open and, closed case, open and shut case. But if he does somehow find in favor of or doesn't kick it back to the lower court, then I'll be like, ah you need to recuse yourself and go die. Right, mm -hmm. but, if, but if it goes as the Democrats want it to go and as it probably is going to go and probably should go, then Trump is gonna come out. If he was, if this team wasn't allowed to come out and file that motion and that actually be considered at all, then he would just complain about that constantly and have a reason to delegitimize what they do. He would, but I don't think that the lawyers for the House Committee, uh, House Ways and Means, would have asked for a summary uh, decision if they didn't think that it would hold up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even under Trump's like, name it, because Trump's going to whine yeah, about yeah. shit no, no matter what happens. Exactly. I think it's going to hold up, but just in the effort to get him to shut up for five seconds, maybe they're thinking, just let him fucking. Yeah, he might have remembered what it was like to work with him on the transition the team and be like, I just got to shut this fucker up for five minutes and maybe, maybe, yeah. who knows? Yeah. That's yeah. why the most crazy. played drop on my show is shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Shut the yes. fuck up for five minutes. Yes. AG, can I ask a quick question? I hope I'm not getting off track, but do you think Democrats are on the right path legally with all of this going towards impeachment and what we need? Tax returns, Deutsche Bank, all of it. Yes, I would have liked to have seen an impeachment inquiry open sooner so that it could have been expedited faster. Uh, I think that they're slow rolling it so that it politically happens right in the middle of the election season and I don't think that it's correct to do anything like that for political reasons but uh, I, th I think you're going to find out the only way to remove him is by voting him out uh, unless we see this Deutsche Bank shit and he got some co-signers like Deripaska and we find out that I don't know Justin Kennedy signed off on him <laughs> <laughs> We but, could see Republicans flipping in the Senate. But don't you think, but, like Sarah Kenzior says, the, the contours of the Lawrence O'Donnell story are true? They are. We, yeah. They are. I agree with you. Now I have a question for you. Whose lawyers met with the U.S. Attorney in D.C., Jesse Liu, and the Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen this week, indicating he might be indicted for lack of candor? I was on vacation 
drinking with my mom watching Fox News till I got here, so I'm going Super to hot former send this director. over to Jaleesa. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to do a lifeline from the audience. <laughs> there you have it. Wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, and I actually reached out to him, and he has a message for you. Because I was like, dude, don't make a deal. I sent him my fucking legal advice, right? The fucking former <laughs> acting director of the FBI, Andy McCabe. I'm like, look, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to drop your lawsuit for wrongful termination. Don't make a deal, dude. Stand strong. You got a good case. You got a good case in both things. <laughs> and I'm like, should I explain why I think he has a good case? Or does he already just think I'm full of shit? And he, uh, he emailed me back. Aha. We chat. He's married, A.G. Wow. Did you tell him you were a Nigerian princess? Hey, Jill. No, she's a sweetheart, too. He says, uh, A.G., to you and your listeners and your fans, you're all awesome. <clears throat> Underst understand one thing. There will be no deal. If I am charged... If I am charged, I will fight. I have done nothing wrong, and I will fight forever. I can't tell you how much it means to Jill and I. <clears throat> to have your support. You man-thieving whore. Right? So thirsty. You home-wrecking, husband-stealing more. But please continue. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he says, your analysis, as always, is spot on. Keep us in your thoughts. We need it. And then he says, things are going to get worse before they get better. For all of us. But we will prevail. I love that. They're, they're great. They're awesome. They're um, incredible people. They really yeah. are. And, I, stand, uh, I stand by my consensus that that's you are right. a husband-thieving whore. It's okay. We still got time. It's a long show. Adam Savage isn't even up here yet. Yeah, yeah. Not as long as Hamilton, though, but it's, that was a long show. It was so good, Hamilton. Your Hamilton is awesome. Hey y'all, it's AG, and September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month, and life insurance is something we actually all need to think about. Uh, did you know that only 40% of Americans have life insurance? But getting life insurance doesn't have to be difficult or expensive anymore. Prices are the lowest they've ever been in two decades. So now's the time, and with Policy Genius, it's easy and convenient to get the right coverage. Policy Genius is the best way to shop for life insurance online. You answer a few basic questions, and within minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. And once you apply, Policy Genius handles all the paperwork and it cuts through all the red tape so you don't have to. They do all the heavy lifting. And they don't just make life insurance easy, they can help you with home, auto, and disability insurance too. But if you need life insurance and you just haven't gotten around to it, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is a good time as any to get started. So go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. 
Speaking of McBabe, uh, are you guys ready to play the Fantasy Indictment League? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm gonna be indicted! No, wait, it's gonna be a- Indicted! Honey, dick. Indicted! I'm gonna be indicted! Hold it, they can't, it's gonna be okay. Just calm down. I can't calm down, I'm gonna be indicted! Tanae, Jordan, you go first. Okay. Tom Barrick, dude. Hurry up! Every week, I'm gonna say his name until it happens. Yeah. It's gonna happen. And uh, I feel terrible for this, but McCabe. I don't even know how many points he's worth. Yeah, I mean, he's priceless in my heart, right? He is yeah, priceless yeah. in my heart. But I feel I, like You know, I don't feel right about putting him on there. I'm going to go with, <laughs> I love you, but he's, I think, mm. um, you know what? I'm going to take Pecker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jolisa. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jizz Lane because what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's Ghislaine or whatever. We call her Jizz Lane. Right, right. Works. I just legitimately. I'm a visitor in a strange land. I don't even understand what we're playing. What? It's okay. Oh. It's okay. We're gonna f- file through our, our fantasy indictment picks real quick, and then I want your thoughts on them. Yeah, yes. Jordan, we pick who we think is going to get arrested. Just kidding. Not arrested. That was more before when we were putting the big names on there, like DTJ and stuff. Um, that didn't help explain anything. I guess it's pretty self-explanatory, the fantasy indictment league. It didn't <laughs> warrant anything else. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a fantasy um, for who we want to be in jail. That's what you're saying. Right, right, yes, right. Yes, right, yes, yes, right, definitely. Right. right. Uh, there's just more drama. And yeah, yeah. Arrested. I guess okay. we're kind of pessimists in that yes. one, right? Like, yeah. All right. Trump inaugural. Mm. Doubling down. Yes. All right, I'm going to go with... What are we guessing? Fantasy indictment league? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, maybe this is an indictment, but I think that... Uh, <laughs> Don Jr. is going to be the victim of one of those elephants turning on him and killing him yeah. while, before he shoots it. Which is kind of a fantasy indictment league. I think getting trampled by an elephant is an indictment of sorts. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like his rifle is going to slip out of his hand because of his fucking hair gel. And he... It, it, <laughs> and then it's all... Because you know he's the type of dude that will just have pictures on elephants just <laughs> all over his photo books. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Broidy. Elliot Broidy. I think he's going down. Jaleesa? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, fucking underwear dude, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, yeah. Underwear dude. Yeah. I kept Alan my underwear Dershowitz. on. He famously just... said, I kept my underwear on. Who goes on. to his bonds? Okay, no, I'm not going to lie. I went to Mexico and I had a naked massage. But it was above board. I feel like there are places where you do it and it's normal, but Jeffrey Epstein's house was not one of those places. So to have to say I kept my underwear on at Jeffrey Epstein's house, that's problematic, I think. Mexico, though, great place. I recommend it. Highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, who you got? Did you say it? You didn't say AMI yet, right? Not yet. Okay, AMI. AMI. <laughs> Swooped that. Uh, I'm going to take, I already did that. I think George Nader is going to be brought up on more uh, child trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Jaleesa? Um, let's see. I will do Broidy. I did already. Oh, oh, damn it. Similar gross reasons. Yeah, I was thinking Can about I just that. say Eric is going to fall under the same fucking elephant because he's a <laughs> dumb fuck with the same amount of hair gel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Eric Trump? He's like, yeah, yeah, Eric Trump. He's always on the heels of That's Donald, interesting. Donald you know Trump what? Jr. Just trying to be cool. I'm going to go with uh, the, the assistant of Trump's that just left. The one that oh. yeah, said the comments about Tiffany. What's her name? Westerhouse? That's an interesting name. Yeah. However you spell that. Westerhouse. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm curious what she knows. Yeah, yeah. Jordan. Just because she works so closely with him, and I, they might try the immunity thing, but they'll still like subpoena her, and then they'll reject it, and then she might come back later. So I'm hoping like Hope Hicks, they'll bring her back. Hope Hicks, that's an interesting name too. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Um, Soriano. Yeah, Soriano. Nice. Yeah. Good one. I'm gonna go with Walkoff. Remind me who that is again. Inaugural bitch. Twenty-six okay. million dollars. Melania's got it, friend. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie. She was the one who said, we're going to get audited and it's going to be scary. We can't do that. Yeah. I it... think Hope Hicks is going to flip because they're going to take her flat iron and also her brow fill person. You said her flat iron? Gonna... And Maleficent <laughs> is not going to fucking be able to handle this yeah. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. The struggle She's real. not an orange is the new black bitch, man. <laughs> Jaleesa? Yes, um... Who did I just have in mind? Oh, this is a throwback. Eric Prince. Nice. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Jordan. Oh, Blackwater in that moment. Um, I'll yes, just... Mississippi Rose, won't you keep up? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm old. Oh, Blackwater. <laughs> Who's with me? They know it. They know it. Go and play it. I have no idea what's happening. Should I get some spoons? Oh, black water. Who's that? We're on a time limit, age. Jordan? You guys have a Spotify page? That'd be amazing. Just acapella sexy liberal band. Yeah. You gotta... They're like, Grandma, time to go back to the home. Yeah, like a mellow pussy riot. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bluegrass. A, a, bl a bluegrass pussy riot. I like that. Um, All right, we got one more pick. Jordan, okay. who you got? Uh, I'm up for a pussy riot. Whoever's up for it tonight in San Francisco. Uh, I will do a... a I was going to say rando. Yeah. yeah. Igor yeah. or just Igor. a rando? You gotta no, go. Igor's too specific. Ah. I'm not that... I was going to say ballsy. Oh. I'm not that pussy. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, re we're changing the name. Because yeah, there are four people that are co-conspirators of Epstein. If you can name any of them, you can have them. As okay. Giseline Maxwell. Yeah, we got her. Yeah, and we're talking about the maid, the lieutenant, the Keller, Groff. Yes, the cop, and Robson or something Indian like that. Man. It's like the YMCA. I'm sorry. How about two cameras mis malfunctioning? That seems plausible. <laughs> I'm okay. going to actually go with Groff. That's who I'm going to go with. Interesting. Right. Okay. okay. And then Jaleesa, final pick. Yes. Um, okay. Now that oh, Igor, I want to go with that because it's my favorite Tower the Creator album. But I will say, no one knows Tower the Creator in here, do they? Oh, okay. Okay. I just, I showed my age. Um... I will go with, honestly, whoever was around for those shrieks, the person who reported the shrieks from uh, Epstein's cell the morning he died, I don't know who that is. I couldn't find the source in NBC, but they did like put it out there. Like, 
could that be a random, a rando related to Epstein? Yeah. But not Igor, because that's a different, that's his driver. I know that guy. He know? did actually have a driver named yeah, yeah, Igor. Yeah. I just want to see who else might pop up, because I just find it very... So uh, uh, Epstein yeah. prison rando. There you go, a prison rando. You know yeah, what I think yeah. she's implying? You know what she's implying, A.G.? That it was murder she wrote. <laughs> Was it murder? It all comes full circle. We planned this. Yeah, um, wait, can I do this poll here? Sorry, I didn't tell you about this before. And uh, here we go. Who does believe that he was murdered? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Murder. Okay. Who, who does Not it? murdered? Who thinks he committed suicide? Or all the non-murder people politely raise their hand. That's so Interesting. It split Thank the room. Thank you for yeah, yeah. participating in this I, I, was, I was on the fence, but when I found out that he, he wrote that will and hid all of his money in his trust two days before uh, the apparent died by suicide, that was like the big fuck you to his victims, and, and I feel like that he's more involved in it. Maybe than whoever How did two cameras malfunction? How did two exactly. fucking cameras malfunction? Yeah. If it's murder... Sadly, we will never find out because William Barr is in charge of the Department of Justice. For now. I'm not giving up. 40 years from now, man. Another reason to vote. That's true. No, we don't vote for Attorney General, but we definitely vote for the President who picks the Attorney General. If we get his fucking ass out of the Department of Justice, we can... Restored the word justice to the Department of Justice. I don't know if it's ever really been justice, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's how we play the Fantasy Indictment League. And now, it's time for the interview, and I couldn't be more excited about our guest today, self-described obsessive maker of things, host of Discovery's Savage Builds, author and former co-host of Mythbusters, please welcome Adam Savage. All of our guests picked their own walk-up music, want you to know. Yeah. And that was perfect. Thank you for suggesting that. We've had Absolutely. some really fun ones, too. Uh, I, when we had uh, Asha Rangappa on, former FBI um, counterintelligence, she came up to somebody's watching me. <laughs> I always feel By like... By Rockwell? Somebody's watching me. Yes, with Michael Jackson on the chorus. She's like paranoid as an FBI agent. Is that what it was about? (laughs) Richard Painter, who wrote the book on government ethics, you know, we just need to impeach him. When we had uh, him on the guest in Minneapolis, amazing dude, he came up to Policy of Truth. (laughs) Wow. It was like an oral textbook audio. It was so good. And uh, Renato Mariotti came up to, uh, what was it? It was either, was it breaking the law? No, I fought the law and the law won. That's what he came up to. I would love to see a podcast just about like political activists, like favorite music, like or political like people. Just a walk up Just what gets them going before they protest with their cute little picket signs. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, yeah, I might do it. My mini projects. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get around to it. (laughs) All right, so. Thank you. So the main reason that I thought that you would be a, a perfect fit for this interview, other, other than being a fucking gem in this town, a treasure, 
is because I feel like you and Bob Mueller might have a similar approach to projects. Um, <laughs> I've watched your TED talk on your build of the replica of the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. And not only was I amazed by your attention to detail, but your investigative techniques as well. And not only would you find the correct details, but you would spend time ruling out any incorrect details and follow each thread to its conclusion so that everything was tied up in a knot before you moved forward. And you and I spoke briefly before uh, tonight, and I think we agree with uh, parallels regarding Mueller's work product, the Mueller Report, uh, except for one glaring difference. In your pursuit of the perfect Maltese falcon, I felt like the goal was to have a fucking falcon at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a conclusion, right? And, and I think that that's what uh, you were saying bothered you most about what Mueller... Uh, there was no ending. He didn't have yes. an ending. Oh, okay. I'm not sure the point of my exercises is, is, to, is the end. No, no, but right? at least like, there is an end. Well, there, there, will be a, there was a falcon as part of the process. There will be another one. There might be another one after that. But, but with... <laughs> Yeah, there is this aspect to what I find pleasurable is the uh, uh, attack on something incredibly complex and the putting of all those parts of that complexity into my head until they start to make sense. And then there's a certain point at which I hold the whole thing in my head. And that's when it's really a deeply pleasurable experience. Like, on the Maltese Falcon, I've now sculpted it twice. Each time, it took me about two weeks. But there's literally not a feather, there's not a tiny piece of the topology that doesn't, that isn't in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I seek. And I, uh, we were talking about, like, uh, th that's exactly what those guys were doing. And I can't even imagine the depth of the complexity of what they were, of what they were managing. But I also feel like, they're getting similar kinds of pleasure that I do out of the same exercise. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm sure there's some late night thing that you know, I found the receipt and somebody goes, oh. Right? They're sculpting. <laughs> they're they're kind of sculpting out justice, right? Like, exactly. all those little things are, like, implanted in their brain. Yeah, yes, they're yeah. all like, dude, I got a law boner. <laughs> justice boners. Justice, justice boner, boner. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But to be able to hold the Maltese Falcon, it's to me like the idea that we really wish that maybe Mueller would have said, yeah, that amounts to obstruction of justice. Oh, but this is the thing I found most surprising oh. about Mueller's testimony. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Safe space for nerds. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> Proudly guilty. By the way, I'm going to make that exact noise when we're like, oh, we found the two Russian oligarchs that signed the bill. Oh. Exactly what the other cave people said to the first guy with fire. Fire, nerd! <laughs> he was like, eat my shorts, thermonuclear war. It sounds like a Gary Larson cartoon. Fag, <laughs> yes. fire, nerd. In my head is, so what I, I watched Mueller testify, and I thought, this motherfucker is never going to say crime. He is never... But it's because in his what I feel is an antiquated idea of justice, he's holding to an ideal. I might not agree with it, but at least I can see it, which is a lot more than I can say for any of the other conservatives, quote unquote, currently running this shit show. And I could see myself getting into a fine political discussion with, with Mueller, and we might not agree on anything, but at least it would be intellectually stimulating because there would be 
thought behind it rather than venality and, I don't know, just a desire to be a bunch of shitbirds. <laughs> yeah, and so I, so I did this video. Uh, if you Google Muller, she wrote pizza, you'll be able to find it. <laughs> Because I take uh, a pizza, I cut it into 15 slices, which was hard, by the way. Uh, and I, we talk about the Mueller report, which is 500 pages, but it's really such a narrow scope, right? When you, it's, it's so meaty and, and so in-depth, but it was a really very narrow scope. So narrow, in fact, he handed off 15 you know, investigations, 14 investigations plus his 15 other total investigations to other agencies, or mostly the FBI and Department of Justice. So... That's the pizza. And then there's 20 to 30 congressional investigations, all with their own slices of pizza. And I've got these pizza boxes stacked up over here. And then you pan back, and there's 40 pizza boxes over here, which is the potential counterintelligence investigation. And all the Mueller report shows us, and his entire testimony is one bite of one slice of pizza, because the Mueller report is just a summary of hundreds of thousands of pieces of information. And so that's kind of the scope of this. And I wanted to ask you, just because of watching your TED Talks and watching your builds, how do you process and manage so much information as it comes into your brain? I mean, I, I, I get you picture it all in there at once, yeah. and you're like, yeah. Under understand I work with many, many more smaller and trivial pieces of information. But I think the process is similar. And it was actually one of the most rewarding things about doing Mythbusters, which was every week, every new episode, uh, I had to in imbibe and understand information from a discipline I didn't formally know about. Uh, it might be learning about the viscosity of liquids, which turns out to be a science called tribology, mm. for wow. instance. Wow, I thought that was different. Yeah. Tribology. <laughs> tribology. Yeah. Uh, and the thing was that was interesting about doing that was I would read, 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 and sometimes I would ask to get a, I would ask my crew to get a, a professor or a, somebody online on the phone that I could speak to. But with every one of these processes, so I'd go in and study viscosity, and I called, I found out there was an international association of tribologists. There's a president. <laughs> His phone number is right there. So I called him. This is like the old George Carlin joke. He's like, any activity engaged in by more than four people in this country has got a fucking magazine devoted to it. Totally. <laughs> totally. Oh. I love his esoteric card, magazines. His, his card is a pussy magnet for sure. <laughs> so, Hiking, skeet shooting, backpacking, well, so cave jumping. So I called the president of the International Association of Tribologists and I said, do you have an analog way for me to, uh, to show the audience the viscosity of your fluid? I was thinking it could be like a cone with a specific size hole and I time how long the liquid comes out. And he got what I can only describe as incredibly angry. And he didn't yell at me, but I was frustrating him. And I, when we unpacked it, I did the unpacking, uh, it turned out that I, my question was not even wrong. That viscosity is not a value that you can ascribe to a liquid. It is a description of a relationship between that liquid and its environment and its temperature and the other things adjacent to it. And this is actually turns out to be true of most of science, that it's not about absolute values, it's about these relationships. But what I learned from that, a, was a brand new structure for the episode that we were making. And so this is a long story of basically explicating that when I take information and start putting it in my head and really start gathering it to understand it and I keep following the lines that are interesting to me, at a certain point, some little mail tag goes off in my head and goes, Doink! and my head says, well, what about this thing I haven't read about? 
And in general, I've found that when I feel that question, it turns out that I have something to contribute at that point. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. all of a sudden, I now have a point of view. Yeah, it's like you're picking up the torch and you're doing something with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's simply, look, expertise is nothing but someone that knows more about one inventory than you do. Totally. It's, we are, Carlos Castaneda, I mean, you know, he may be a charlatan, but it's wonderful <laughs> allegory. <laughs> Castaneda's uh, teacher, Don Juan, said we are beings of inventory, which mm -hmm. I find super devastating and also invigorating. Have you ever... Oh, sorry. Is no, that no. when he did his uh, thing where he went to the cave and went through his inventory? And is that yes. what he was yeah. talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. I'm, and but don't, don't you feel like Donald Trump's administration is the death of expertise? <laughs> oh, yeah. to be sure. <laughs> Not only the death, but like the drowning in a toilet death yeah. of expertise. Right, yeah. Drowning it in and the yeah. swamp. Like yeah. a Tony Soprano death of expertise. <laughs> Great finale. And, and misogyny has a hand in this too, I've, I've noticed, because I, I am actually an expert in a couple of things. Uh, not, you know, like proudly walking around like, I know about nuclear reactors, you know. But I am, I am an expert in some things, but there's a lot of times where I don't get treated as an expert. I, and I don't know if it's because I'm a female or identify as a woman, but I do get condescended to quite a bit about things that I'm actually an expert in. By right. men? Is it, really? E.G., is it more <laughs> condescending or is it patronizing or do you not know the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh my God, can I steal that? That should be a bumper sticker. It probably already is, but yeah, I, I think misogyny I need a, a shirt that says that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Misogyny, I, I'd imagine, would be a part of that. And then even speaking back to what you were saying, though, just about the idea of everything everything that we're an expert about, it's just information that's already been out there and we're taking it and just adding this new spin. Like a comic takes a setup that's been done a thousand times and they'll add their own punchline and it's a brand new joke. That same thing applies, I'd imagine, in every field. You know? Well, and I, I was radicalized uh, by Trump by reading Noam Chomsky. And one of the things I loved about Chomsky is as a scientist, in addition to being a political activist, he says, don't take my word for it. For it. Go do the counting of the New York Times column inches yourself. I made these numbers, but you could come up with your own graph. Totally. So you dealt windmill cancer, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just that a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't always work, but I, because I've, try, I've tried this myself. I mean, like, look, I, yes, I do a whole Mueller podcast. Don't take my word for it. Go read the Mueller report or go look at the court documents. This is information from court documents. Like, mm -hmm. eh, it's bullshit. Eh, it's fake news. You know, and then you're right. like, Right. Oh. Yeah. They, be, then because fuck off. Yeah, they, they should do their own research and they'd probably feel a lot better and some of them think they do do their own research but it's like the religion thing. If you're not looking at different sources and you're getting different perspectives, you're not going to get the truth. You're but I think this is plausible deniability. I think they don't want to know the truth. No, they totally no, it might they be absolutely that. don't. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter to them. Yeah, right. No. Well, and it forces them to go back and restructure how they've been thinking about everything this whole time which honestly just sounds like a lot of work. But some people do it. <laughs> they don't want to do Some that. people do it but you're right. It's a lot of work. But anything that's worth doing is usually a lot of work. Look, so. you know, I read that, I read, Chomps, I read Chomsky when I was 18 and he said, count your own column inches and it's only this last year that I've just realized the scales have fallen from my eyes and I realized the New York Times is a pot of boiling water and we're all frogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read some questionable articles. Yeah, they have a mixed bag of, of reporters is what mixed it sounds like. Mixed bag is such a generous way to put it. <laughs> Oh, I 
actually, I will say their reporters are by and large the best in the world. It's their op-ed page that is shitting the bed every day. Yeah, they shot on Friends this week. What was that about? Did you hear that? What's that? They destroyed Friends. Somebody wrote an op-ed, I think, in the New York Times. Hopefully I'm sourcing it right. One of those papers. One of those oh, yeah. failing papers. We need papers. to talk about how Friends actually sucks. Okay, well, thanks Friends for the hard-hitting issues. Right. <laughs> Also a different podcast. But yeah, Friends is fine. I just think that's a good point to how their op-eds are sometimes garbage. It's, uh, I will point out that <laughs> Bed bugs, we've been recently you. re-watching that's Friends, and the early seasons of Friends are hugely problematic. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, it's like every third episode has a gay panic plot. <laughs> I think that, it, yeah, you're right. It's an easy target. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I haven't even seen most of Friends. I was just surprised that that was an op-ed in the New York Times. Oh, so, yeah, yeah totally. that was mostly my thing. But yeah, you're right. There, there are just better things you can probably do with that source of power. Yeah, and know? we did actually have a challenge on our podcast because we talk about, you know, 80s movies and, oh, they're bad with the bad. Uh, with the whole third act of Trading Places? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Or uh, Long Duck Dong, you know. <laughs> Uh, All of John Hughes' movies. No, yeah. You're the, right. Some the of them should be on. But you know what will be true at the end of the, the Trump administration is that it was the Dukes. It was, it was the, the Dukes. Dukes. It was the Dukes. <laughs> Take my girlfriend home. She's drunk. Do what you want with her. You know, just 16 candles. Revenge of the Nerds. Just crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the panty yeah. raid? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the, the oh, Darth the Vader. Rape. The, the rape. cute meat cute that's a rape. Yeah, that's totally a rape. <laughs> really? Oh, seriously. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a Darth rape. I love when someone described Joe and Mika as when Me Too works out. Whoa, that's kind of hilarious. I feel so bad. Joe so and Mika good. from Morning Joe, because they're married. So I, I can't so wait we, until we, I hear Joe ask? yelling at me in the morning. But do, doesn't trading places sum up the entire fucking Republican Party? It's like, your brother's having a heart attack. Fuck him! Turn those machines back on! That's my money! <laughs> Completely. And when Donna Michi says the N-word in the bathroom at the end, oh. it is freshly shocking. Damn. It's amazing. It, every time. Every time. So we challenged our uh, listeners, tell, give me a clean 80s movie. Give me a clean 80s movie. No one's come up with one yet. Somebody came close with Back to the Future, but the, the Peckerwood thing and the reefer addicts. I think and he kissed I, his mom. I think Say Anything is pretty... There's no problematic aspect of Say Anything, say is anything. there? Lloyd Dobler is a good dude. Lloyd Dobler is a good That's dude. That's all of us outside Barack Obama's house right now with the boombox. In your eyes, I see the doorway. In your eyes. So much eat. that. With your tattoo, you're like the Obama tattoo. <laughs> so a Silicon Valley billionaire threw a party here in the city a few years ago, and it was an 80s-themed party, and I went as Lloyd Dobler. Oh. <laughs> and I will say, as a cosplayer, my, Lord, my Lloyd Dobler costume killed, except that everyone else went for huge shoulders and big hair. So at the party, I was literally Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> I didn't last long. And actually, I left, and I ran into somebody who was at the party a few days later, and they were like, you left early. Did you leave before Beck? And I was like, <laughs> you're kidding. And he's like, no, 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 Beck performed for 100 people. 
That's crazy. Right. Fuck that. He doesn't Jordan show up to the shows let's he's supposed a- to show up to, and then he just goes and does this under my ass. Yeah. <laughs> let's do a mashup before we leave. Barack Obama in your eyes. The light, the heat. I feel the heat in your eyes. Who's going to prison? Eric Prince. Oh, black water, keep on rolling. Mississippi Roos, won't you keep on? Informer. You know, no. Just me. I'm telling you, Spotify, get on it. Let's start a <laughs> band, man. Fuck it. Let's just do it. That's a deep callback. I appreciate the full spectrum callback. <laughs> uh, I had one other question for you. I wanted to ask you about what I have been perceiving, and I have always thought Trump was batshit crazy, but it seems really specifically getting more pointed in the past month or so, it just really declining mental fitness. Have you noticed this? Uh, Am I... Is it me? Um... It's it's hard for me to trust anything these days because I so want him to deteriorate. I so wish deterioration upon him, but I wish just enough deterioration that he recognizes it's happening. I want him to suffer. Yeah. He needs... I, I just want... Look... What I really mean, and I don't wish suffering on specific human beings, but I want there to be karma in this case. You say that with such an angelic smile right now. (laughs) I want him to be giving like a quick interview to the news reporters uh, in front of a helicopter and then just like shit his pants. Yes. Yes. That would be perfect. No, 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 no. But imagine that he shits his pants but doesn't find out about it until it's (laughs) on the front page of the New York Times the next day. No, I, I'll start I the reading same, the op-ed again. If yeah. that, I think the same yeah. thing. Like, why is there any other story <laughs> than he is clearly insane and sweating and an Adderall, like, haze that is just... And I like Adderall, but he's ruining it for me. No, I bet they... I also think they have some special presidential Adderall they for got him. A, yeah, 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 very special batch it's like there. eye drops or yeah, something. Yeah, the drip is bad. We, have, we yeah. have a whole ad called Adderall 45. I don't know if you I guys mean, have heard it or not. Seriously, our history, A.G., ask not what you can do for your country, right? Yeah. <laughs> ask not what your country can ask do for you, what, what you can do for your country. Can do we have nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> I am the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally rewriting historical quotes, right? Like the one from the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, right, that his spokesman explained that that meant for white people. Mm. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're telling you how they really feel, and I just feel like we're in denial because we're like, they can't be that bad, right? Right. They're actually all, everyone's using inside thoughts. (laughs) Adderall 45, when your white power needs a little blue powder. That was... (laughs) Nice. (laughs) My friend friend Tom says that Adderall is a very dangerous drug that should only be taken recreationally. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty much poor. Give me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses, or as Milani would say, I can stand on the old two feet on the runway and be the best. (laughs) Okay. Words to live by. (laughs) And so if you go to Iowa. (laughs) Dude, that Melania Justin Trudeau moment. Oh, oh, it's hot. Yeah, I support I've her. I've never seen her look so happy. Right. <laughs> I, I do feel bad about encouraging infidelity, but in this case, it's like, just divorce them, right? Like, what does he have on her? Like, why? She's a... Well, there we go. Yeah, what does she have on him? That's interesting, too. I will suck the poutine out of you until you are dry. <laughs> poutine, really? 
know, yes, right? Yes, Interesting. Don't ruin poutine for me. I was... <laughs> that would be a tragedy. Yeah. Poutine is a cute way to say Putin, too. I like that. Yeah. I will suck the poutine <laughs> I will suck the poutine out of you on the Chesterfield until you are dry. Mm-hmm. We will the being of the best, eh? Be best. What's that a boot? I like this. ASMR <laughs> like this. Dude. That's, that image is never leaving my with head. Gravy? It's there. Have you ever bought something online only to find out later that you missed a really great discount? We'll never miss a great deal again with Honey. Honey is a free browser add-on that finds the best deals online and coupon codes and magically applies them. And they, they always find the biggest discount available on the internet when you check out. It does it automatically. They find the discount across more than 37,000 sites, including Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom, and more. Just shop like normal, and Honey does the rest for you. Honey members have saved over $800 million, with over 10 million members that save an average of $28.61. They have over 100,000 five-star ratings on the Google Chrome Store, and Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. <laughs> Not bad for something that's totally free and takes just two clicks to install. Uh, I've been using Honey for a really long time and was super happy to advertise them when, when they came our way. I love this app. Um, our creative director turned, uh, turned me onto it uh, a while ago, and it's been a huge money saver for my family. I was happy to partner with them uh, because I use it, and I know it works. Plus, it's free, and it's automatic. Uh, I got, just got a new hairdryer, actually, for traveling, and I saved almost 8 bucks, which was pretty much double the best coupon code I could find myself. So it does it automatically for me. I have to shop with confidence, and there's no reason not to use it unless you hate saving money. It's free and fast to install, like I said, two clicks, and it allows you to shop with confidence. So get Honey free at joinhoney.com slash ag. That's joinhoney.com slash ag. Honey, the smartest shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. All right, uh, here's, here's what we're going to do now. We've got about 15 or 20 minutes. And we have a microphone, and we can answer probably, I would say, 10, maybe, maybe 10 questions. So if you want to ask any of us a question, or all of us a question, jump right here in line uh, until you get about 10 deep, and then, and then go to the bar instead. Cool. <laughs> and have a drink. Yeah. Oh, the music is nice. Oh, yeah, we have yeah. a song for questions. That's the mood, right? Wait, this is new. This is definitely a new song. Oh. Jazzy. I don't know what this is. Jason. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Oh. Oh, he's going to go up. That's like... Nice, nice. Oh, 1985. She's so confused. She's like, when does it end? Such a good year. I get so lost sometimes. I saw this tour in Madison Square Garden.
Almost do a conga. Yes, exactly. Right? That's a nice intermission. Thank you. That was interesting. Yeah. That was nice. Woo. Interpretive dance by Steph Miller. We all shared that moment together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hello. Is this on? Okay. Um, so weirdly, Robert Mueller was here. <gasps> I saw him on Tuesday what? night. I swear to God. At, I, and I, and I, I wondered if it was like a weird thing. I was with a friend who is actually a Republican, and she agreed that it was Robert Mueller. We made up a story of where he was probably going. He was at Perry's for about 20 minutes. He had a soda drink. His wife did not have a soda drink. Oh, Anne was with him. Huh? Yeah, she okay. was with him. That's how we confirmed that I was not apparently listening to too many podcasts. We did an app for that. Um, what do you... <laughs> Mueller watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, what is... What, why Dude, Bob, is are you here? Ten no, that, that... Come on, Bob! So that's what I was wondering. Do you have... Does anyone have any idea what he was doing here? Space mm. beans or super space beans or anything. And I'll take it off the air. Well, that's how it goes. Maybe Probably just convince... taking a fucking break, you know? Yeah. Or to convince Pelosi to get her shit together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe yeah, he has no the idea. same T-shirt. I'm not sure how much longer my liver can take of Donald Trump. <laughs> Maybe he was here in wine country. <laughs> he used to live oh, here. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I can see that. I take your question. Yeah. Yes. Thank you thank so you. much for that. Yes, thank you. Hi. Hello. Uh, so in the intro to your show, uh, part of it is the audio clip from Clue. Communism is a red herring. World's most profession. I guess I'm just curious, like, because I, I think it lands with people different ways. And uh, what is the creative process behind, like, why that was put in there? Good oh. question. Yeah, yeah. So a AG wait, gave wait, me. Sorry, really quick. This is Cody, who is a good friend of mine from college. And hey, he, Cody. Hey. He and uh, Andy, who is another person who is also here from college, nice, another nice. great friend. Shout out. Also, yeah, so thank you for coming. Thank you, guys. I was just going to say, AG, I'm definitely, she's going to go into it for sure because it was her idea. Uh, but w when she told me to make the clip, she specifically said, put Clue in there. No matter what else you put in there, make sure the Clue reference is in there. So all the other clips were unplanned in terms of, like, the, you know, chronological order of it. Some people think it was all planned. But that one in particular, you want it. So I'm also curious. I never really knew why. I like it. Uh, first of all, Miss Scarlet is awesome. <laughs> uh, but second of all, a lot of times, you know, when we talk about the Russia investigation, people, you know, are like, oh, McCarthyism, uh, you're, you, you hate Russians, you're against Russians. And I, I always would be like, no, this isn't about communism at all. This is about way different kinds of corruption. And so that just fits so perfectly. And also, I like the oldest profession. I'm a capitalist. She's a whore. And that's what ah. I think Republicans are. And not the good I like kind. That. Because yeah. fuck Fosta Sesta. But, you know, I, and I just felt it would just fit perfectly with capitalist Republican assholes who are trying to steer you away from what the real problem with Russia is. 
Some people thought it was a Stormy Daniels reference too. They thought that was like the feminist spin on it, but that could just be like a part of it now. Like I, a lot of it, so much of it was just like a coincidental like thing. Like all the other clips yeah. ended up being so relevant, but when we looked them up, it was just like, oh, that seems like it might be important, yeah. you know? Like, but now they're all like super important clips, and then that one in particular resonated with people with the Stormy Daniels thing, which also we didn't know what happened. So it was just like a happy coincidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I like that that was your idea too about it. You did such a good job on that too, Julissa. Thank that you, was dude. like your first first go round and it's I like the best that. intro. Oh, thank it's you. So thank good. you. No, seriously, thank so you. So good. Yeah, totally. And thank you, Cody. Nice By the way, AG, I have friends from college here too, but they're in the cemetery <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, I love right. Mythbusters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm wondering if you could talk about the origin story of Muller, she wrote. Like, you've talked about how um, you've all been comics in San Diego, but what specifically drew you three together? <clears throat> yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. I was watching, uh, it was probably, I guess in October, uh, a few months after Mueller had been appointed, uh, they were re-showing an old, I think 2013 or 2006, one of those two years, I can't remember which one, documentary from MSNBC called All the President's Men Revisited. And it was a documentary, an interview-style documentary with like Maddow and Matthews and O'Donnell, and they were talking about the Watergate investigation because they were, it was the anniversary of Watergate when they made that documentary. And I remember seeing it, and it clicked in my head. I said, holy shit, in 20 or 30 years, they're going to be making a documentary about the Mueller investigation, uh, and I want to get in on that shit. <laughs> and because I just found, I, I, I felt in my bones and in my heart of hearts that this is a, probably the most massive historical investigation in the history of our country. It is going to test and it still is testing the bounds and our strength of our justice system, uh, whether that can hold up or not. And so uh, I, and I, also decided that I wanted to do it, uh, it from a, a female uh, perspective because I think that women have a different view <laughs> of justice. Uh, I think we view justice with a more empathetic and sympathetic eye and, uh, and justice is depicted as a woman and there's reasons for that and so is liberty. And so I really wanted to be from a female or people who identify as female perspective. And I also wanted it to be funny because if we don't laugh our way through this, we will cry. So <clears throat> there just happened- Can confirm. <laughs> there just happened to be uh, two of the best working uh, female comedians in San Diego that uh, I had worked with before. So I called them up. Thank you, AJ. And that week, Rick Gates and Paul Manafort were indicted, and I said, we have to do it this week. We have to start it this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had two weeks to learn how to edit, basically. <laughs> oh, nice. no, two days, not two weeks. That would have been better. But no, this was good. It, it was like you were so ready. You saw the whole vision, and you knew it would be so important, and we were just like, yeah, we're comics. We want to <laughs> be on a podcast. But it's cool, like, the seeing the community that's been built, everything that's come from just the idea of, like, oh, I want to be a part of this. Like, yeah. Now and here, you and here's how, And here's how I, I do things, too. A little, maybe contradictory, but sort of the same in different ways and I have a tattoo of this a, a, a blackbird on my on my leg with mechanical wings and it's a Ray Bradbury quote who said we we have to jump off cliffs and build our wings on the way down and 
that's pretty much how I live my life. So I said, oh, they're indicted. You you podcast now. And we did it that week. Yeah, one weekend. Yeah. yeah. If my memory's correct, too, we were only supposed to be guests on that first show. And I was, then... was going to be a co-host, but I don't think that... May, it doesn't even make a difference because it ended up being the perfect combination. But yeah, I think you were going to be a guest and it, the chemistry was just like Good so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, I honestly responded to a Facebook post AG put out saying, I need a co-host and someone to do tech. And I was like, I'll learn how to do those things. Yeah. And I just, I really appreciate that opportunity. This is yeah, amazing. Totally. Like, I, I love you it guys It definitely so took much. off yeah. more than they were expecting it to. Oh, That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> this yeah. is, this is when Can you're Can I young. just say, I, I was, don't know if I was in the running, but I live in LA <laughs> and there was no one available to drive Miss Daisy. <laughs> And I think Dude, it worked bro. out perfectly because yeah. I love these girls. Yes. Thank you. There's this thing when you're young and you think that you're embarking on a project when you're young and you think all I need is all the right information and then I can proceed. And when you're older, you know, you never have enough information to proceed. Uh, no. You just move forward. You're never ready. You never. just got to do it when you have the courage to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and... and my dad, who's, he's passed away a long time ago, but he taught me a very important lesson in life. He says, the, th the only things you'll regret at the end of your life are things you did not do. And so I've always been like, well, let's just do that shit. And then uh, <laughs> sometimes it. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I think it worked out this time. So Definitely. Thanks for yeah, the question. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. So I much. feel the same as you. The first time I heard this, I was like, oh my God, smart, funny, potty mouth whores. I love them so much. <laughs> Women after my own heart. Thank you. We love you, Stephanie. Thank you. It's, it's because of women like you, so old, they've been doing it for so long, that we're able to... <laughs> Thank you for... Thank you stand for joining on your shoulders. <laughs> Thank you for joining Muller She Wrote with the Crypt Keeper tonight. I couldn't help it. I got my mom this birthday card, and it said, you know, I love going, uh, to, like, the trip we took to the Majestic Redwoods. It must have been so exciting when you planted them, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, fuck you, Angel. Hi, how's it going? Hi, so, so when I started listening to the podcast, there was, like, every week was really exciting. All this new information would come out. It would be like, these guys are going to get indicted any week now. It just has to happen, right? But it just hasn't happened. Yeah, sorry. I'm wondering how you keep your enthusiasm and avoid, you know, descending into a state of perpetual nihilistic despair. Well, I think we've been pretty good about reminding everybody that the arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And justice, the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind fine. And that it just takes a long fucking time. And, you know, it was set up by the framers that way on purpose so that, that shit like this couldn't happen. Uh, but I do think that, you know, we're in an age now where we take in so much more data and uh, more information that we ever would be able to take in, in in previous generations' lifetimes. In just one day, we take in, in, in more data. So I think we're used to... We need to get this done now. Why isn't this just done now? Yeah, instant gratification. Hamilton didn't prepare for that. Right? It's, it's, it's very new. This has got a really big beef with Hamilton. I kind of do, but I, I love history and I love plays, so I appreciate that. But racially speaking, that was cray. Um, okay. I, I will say this, though. I, I, I truly do believe that, yeah, that justice grinds slowly and these things will work out. I, I, I just feel like we really have to hang on, right? It's sad, but these things, they, they take so long that only looking back 
can we make sense of it? And right now, we're in a very fast-paced time technologically and just politically. So we're, if we make it past you know, climate change, then you know, we'll look back and we'll be like, hey, that was cray. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say, sir, that sometimes justice bends like my college boyfriend's penis to the left. <laughs> he had parentitis. Do you know what I'm saying, sir? And it's the last time I've seen a penis. But <laughs> it took a while, but it bent to the left. And we got there eventually. That's amazing. <laughs> we'll all get there together. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, from a cognitive perspective, personally, there's still news that comes out almost every day that it adds some detail or shifts some perspective. So it's not like we're sitting around kind of just like with nothing to talk about. So I think that helps too. Yeah. And then if there isn't a big news day, then we get to go more into the actual, you know, Details philosophical of, yeah. implications or something or, or like back in history, what this looked like in similar ways and how, you know, just more, I guess, you know, deep things. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's all, there's always something, I think, that keeps us busy. For sure. Yeah, thanks for Twitter. the question. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay, so, so there are a lot of things going on with a lot of things. Um, <laughs> you know, and I just could you, so be many... less, could you be less general, please? <laughs> yeah. I would like to ask a question um, by talking to you and not asking a question. Okay. So <laughs> there's a, there are a lot of storylines in this Trump, Russia, shit, bird, miasma. Um, which three do you think would make the best Shakespearean tragedies? Ooh. Good question. Um, yes. Or, you know, which are the first three that come to mind? Probably more like... Um, Epstein stuff comes to mind. Okay. I know, that's not exactly Trump Russia, so if it needs... I'm just thinking That's theatrics. the Shakespeare horror I'm play. thinking purely it, it theatrics. Yeah. I feel like the Cohen like payments to Stormy Daniels might be more like Shakespearean, right? Yeah, like I don't know. It just seems like very dramatic love. I guess love wasn't a part of it, you know, like but just yeah, the idea of the romance, yeah, and Melania, like what, what her take on that would be like she hasn't said a word about it, you know. This is some juicy shit. So yeah, I wonder. They didn't teach Shakespearean uh, theater at USC theater, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that uh, Eric and uh, John, John Jr. could be good comic relief. Like oh, a, yeah. Jester's I was thinking yeah. false staffier. Like the grave diggers from, you know, like, you know. Totally. Yeah. It's hard to find, Wait, that's like, actually what they are now. <laughs> right, they yeah. are. False staffian almost. Yeah. Whatever is the biggest betrayal in all of this probably has yet to come. That'll be the big Shakespearean plot, I bet. Whoever gets stabbed with poison on the tip or something, like, yeah, yeah. that'll be the one. The, yeah. That's Maybe the United Epstein. States. Yeah. It's, <laughs> when, it's when the Deutsche Bank stuff comes out, and we all know all about uh, all of uh, Trump's ties to Russia, leaving Putin with nothing to hold leverage over him, so Putin releases all the information he has on Trump, and everybody goes, womp, womp, and goes home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you should write that play. I don't know if you're into that. Yeah, that's but a that fun sounds question. Dope. That's the thing. It's, I don't know which one to write. Yeah. <laughs> I would say just start so with choices. all of them and see which one gives you the most content. It can go a lot of different places. It, that's why we do this podcast. It's a fuck fest. It's just yeah. there's so much to it. Yeah. But I feel like at least I in think, Shakespearean plays, when it comes back around, you've learned something about the human condition and you walk away feeling like you've gained something. Right, right. But not with any of these stories. But Shakespeare would have absolutely <laughs> included the P-tape scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Out, damn spot, out. <laughs> Thank you for that question. Thank you. 
All right, we got time for probably, I would say, three more questions. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just want to thank Stephanie for being here. She's fantastic. You're one of my big fans. I'm a big fan of yours. And um, I literally have nowhere else to be. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, just you can call me later. No. <laughs> but, Damn. What did you say? We'll work things nice. out. <laughs> no. Um, wow. I just want to say, um, what do you think the, our next potential uh, candidate would be to beat this son of a bitch? Oh. We got to get him. Literally out of there. anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Literally anybody. Yeah. But. What do you think has the best... Someone said on my radio show today, Joe Biden with an open head wound on fire is better <laughs> than Donald Trump. That's how and, and I feel you. But realistically, no, I mean it. Who, who's your top pick right now? I, 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 you know what? Yeah. I, love I, my love I love my Warren. Elizabeth Warren. I love my Kamala. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know what? I had quite a wardrobe choice tonight because I was going to wear my Women 2020 because fuck this shit t-shirt. Trump grab my country, spelled C-U-N-T-R-Y, um, <laughs> which Mrs. Martin Sheen made me. Oh. But um, I just, I f the people that are resonating with me are Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. Um, I will vote blue no matter who. I, I mean, I, I, I think we are in a crisis. We are in an yeah. existential crisis. We have to vote blue no matter who. We cannot do Russia's work for them. Yeah. By dividing by ourselves. Yeah. By, yeah. by we can't take four more years of this guy. No, we, we that's too. No yeah. I, I can't take four more fucking days. Do you understand? <laughs> My liver. Uh, oh yeah. I want to know what what who's your pick? Would you just vote for someone that would just shut the fuck yeah. up for two minutes? <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Stop tweeting. Stop being on TV in front of the helicopter with your goddamn flapping Garfield anus lips. Just <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I would like to outsource my rage to Stephanie. I'm his rage translator. Yeah, I like that. This is why I agreed to do this, because I can swear to shut up, you cocksucking motherfucking go. Oh, my God. Nice. Yes, yes. Safe space. I know, right? Give it, feel it. Thank you it. for your question, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, and if we don't get to ask or talk to you guys, I think we'll be hanging out after the show somewhere. So, yeah, if we, if we can't chat now, we'll make it happen. But I'm sorry. Please hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. I just can't help but think, what is it going to take? What is it going to take to get him out of there? He's obviously demented. And I, I, you know, I have this picture that he's like, being babysat by his daughter, and he thinks it's his, I don't know, some beauty contestant or something, and he plants a sloppy one on her. I don't even know if that will get rid of him. No, it's, it's up to us. It's up to us. Like we've been saying, we are the Mullers we've been waiting for. We are our own Mullers. We have to do, take it into our own hands, and we have, to, we have to vote him out. I don't even think there's much. I can't even picture a scenario, even if it found, find, you know, we find out that the, the Deutsche Bank documents show that he was co-signed by oligarchs. I don't think that would even flip the, uh, the senators, the Republican senators. And uh, Because I was thinking for a while, if he... Could, if he defied a Supreme Court order, like when he was going to put the citizenship question on the 2020 census when the SCOTUS had told him not to. He didn't quite go there, but I thought 
If that doesn't, if that one act of defying a Supreme Court order does not get the Republicans in Congress to turn on him, nothing ever will. And I don't, I, I honestly don't even know that that will. He's so going to have to fuck with their money, right? Like threaten their livelihood so, somehow. Yeah. Which he kind we of already We have to be democracy improv artists. You guys are improv artists. We have oh, to be yeah. yes and, right? Yes, impeachment and vote him out. Yes, Mm-hmm. and indict him after he gets out of office. Yes, and then Satan shoves his fiery hot tongue up his ass in hell. Yes. You might and like that. You never know. I've also, I actually will say, I have stopped, I've stopped the kind of tweeting of can you believe this asshole tweeting. Right. Because we don't need to, I don't need to pay more attention to these assholes. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to people who are part of the solution and yep. promoting those messages. Yeah. Wonderful. I also saw, I saw footage of him at a rally. It was a few weeks ago, and it was on Fox News, obviously. And there was, uh, he, he has a moment in his speech where he says something like, you, like, we will be the elite, whatever. But he says the word elite, and the crowd noticeably just, like, quiets and stops kind of clapping because it's entirely antithetical to his bullshit facade of being anti-elite, right? So I think over time, if he lets his true self come through like that in enough moments, then maybe that will finally be enough for the base yeah. to just be like, oh, I actually, think, maybe this guy's not who he said he was this whole time. Right, oh. Sam B. Something like that. I remember show. being young once, too. <laughs> you were so idealistic. That's so important. Right? See, but we outnumber those motherfuckers by quite a bit. And we, we, have to, we just have to show up in numbers too big to manipulate. We're not only battling Republicans, we're battling Russians, we're b- battling terrible, the worst voter suppression I've ever seen. Uh, voter suppression is the biggest issue. Oh, yeah. We have to, we have the huge, the, a more of an uphill battle than, than they do, and we just have to show up and show out and turn out and do it and get your friends to do it, too. It's just, it's the way. It's the, right. it's the light yeah. and the way. Yeah, definitely that, but so you don't think there's anything that he could ever do well, that I was gonna make say, oh, no. oh, no, there is not. He could be like, ever. you know what? Here I am. I'm shooting Jim Acosta on Fifth Avenue while I am fucking a bald eagle in the mouth. And Nancy Reagan's corpse is flating me. What do you think of that? They, I believe Mitch McConnell would like pull out a dossier on the bald eagle and why he deserved that it. That wouldn't do it. That wouldn't do it. No, honestly, on, on Full Friends, Full Frontal, I think the name Sam B. show, she said that if the, his base finds out that he's not really racist, they're going to be like, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he lets it slip that he actually doesn't hate brown people or something, yeah. they're just going to be out of there. Yeah, or like if you, I don't know, he fucking, he, and throughout his whole past has supported Democrats because they controlled a lot of the yeah. stuff that he was trying to get through. So he, it's like, or work with. But, he's an opportunist. Right, yeah, so, yeah. But, but I wonder if it's at all possible because I've talked to them and I'd say, what about this, like, Roy Moore, which is not Trump, but a similar just fucking <laughs> ridiculous thing to support. And they were like, it's fine if Roy Moore even did those things because the person he's running against is, like, a, you know, is anti-abort or pro... What am I trying to say here? <laughs> is uh, pro-choice. And and it's worth it for, for, like, there's some sort of cost-benefit analysis. So I feel yeah. like there's got to be some amount of cost for them some amount of cost for them. I don't know if it's going to happen or if it can even get to that point. Well, yeah, but even evangelicals in the family have, have said that we, it's the wolf, it's the bad guy. We don't care how flawed they are. They're in there doing the Lord's work, and that is what we care about. And so that's just how it's always going to be. So there is be. no number of pool boys that Jerry Falwell could currently be fucking, is what you're saying. Well, I'm sorry. more than one. Oh. 
cool men. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes it's pool boy. So that's All right. just the sad thing. Yeah. 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 Well, now it's a fitness trainer too. So okay. he's just he's keeping them. He's stacking them up. Anyway, thank you for your question. Sure. Uh, you, yeah, we can still we can get these last two in for sure. All right. So first of all, you all fucking rock, right? Thank Do they rock? You. They're amazing. Thank so you. So thank you for what you do. Um, and you kind of set me up. You talked about showing up and you talked about whether Trump hates brown people. And so I want to know what you all are doing tomorrow at noon. Ooh, nothing so far. Okay, because there's a demonstration. It's the last day of 30 days of actions to close the camps and to Chinga La Migra at SF Ice, 630 Sansom Avenue from noon till 1 p.m. I will be wearing my Women in 2020 Chris Fuck This Shit shirt. I will be singing, so come and be there, and we love you. Where is that again? I'm sorry. 630 Sansom Street at Washington. Okay. If I Google... SF Ice office. There we go. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. At noon. At noon. 630 Sansom Street at Washington noon. We should all just go together. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Hi, this is, this is going to have to be, be the last question, right. guys. Sorry. I, just, I just also want to say don't show up on Hawthorne Street. The address for ICE is actually Sansom. People do show up there. Oh, thank you. It, thank can you. A, it can be a thing. Yeah, um, yeah I, AG, I just want to... Nice of Boris Johnson to come tonight, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have better hair. Can you say, <laughs> can you say, order! Order! Thank you. Smashing. <laughs> Marvelous. Okay, uh, AG, this is uh, directed more towards you, but also if anybody else wants to chime in, that'll be fantastic. Um, you consistently say trust in the system. No, maybe I'm a misanthrope. Uh, trust in the system. Trust that justice will be done. Maybe I'm a misanthrope. Maybe it's because I'm English, but um, I don't. And I, I'd love to hear more about why you actually believe that at the end of this, given the alleged probable illegalities of President Trump himself, that he will be imprisoned. I mean, I think that would be the ideal outcome, uh, given the things that have gone on. This is a man who is, I would say, definitely a racist, probably a rapist, quite possibly a pedophile, and all the other things that he has you know, engendered. That's my question. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> All on you now, AG. Uh, well, basically it boils down to this. If our justice system does not hold, um, our American experiment will have failed. And I, that's why I, while it might get worse before... Good night, everybody! <laughs> While it might get worse before it get, gets better, I think that we, we, not the Department of Justice, not the system itself, we will ensure that it works or will work. And I just, I just want to add quickly, I, I personally would, would never want to live in a world where like, we're at like a civil war or something, but I also feel like the American experiment was fucked from the start. So maybe if we can tweak it in a way where it's like, okay, there's some things that I totally think are great about it, and then obviously others are very wrong. We have to address that. There, there are fundamental flaws that if we just try to like fix it as is, it still won't help the people that are being oppressed. Correct, and that's part of the beauty of the system is that it's amendable. Yeah. Some of and it, and we need yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah. amend it, right? Yeah, we, yeah, need, then, we need to, and sorry. that's, guys, that's up to us. No one's gonna do that for us. I, mm. I agree, I, can I say real quick, if you listen to my show here on Real Talk AM uh, 910 here in San Francisco on nice, iHeartMedia, 
I got in trouble no. for saying cock but, on your radio hey, Listen, show. we have all the same people on AG. We have Jill Weinbanks, Florida Watergate prosecutor, Lawrence Tribe, Harvard professor, you know, Malcolm Nance. Malcolm. I have, yeah. you know, and I got to say, they all say the same thing you do, AG, that they are hopeful. You know, the, a lot, all of the legal experts I have on all the, you know, and maybe we're just hopeful optimists and we're happy clappy or whatever, but we really believe in this American experiment and that we will, and I know we have to overcome Russia and voter suppression. Racism. And general <laughs> rat fuckery. Yeah, yeah, patriarchy. But I believe yeah, we yeah. can do this. There general are more, rat fuckery. There That's are more a of General rat fuckery. There's more of us than my there are of, of them. I believe that. We can general do this. We have, no. to, we have to flood the zone and we have to take back these levers of power so that we can change all those things that we're talking about and we can do this. AG is right. Jordan. I, bring it home, I, Jordan. I, I believe children are the future. No, Jordan. I'm not, no, I'm not getting on Jordan, that one. No, nope, nope, I'm not doing that one. Nope. Hi. Thank you for taking one more question. This is for anyone on the stage. Do you think Joe Walsh's announcement hurts or helps Trump's God. chances at re-election? That is a good question. Um... Joe, did everybody hear that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, do, basically, do we think Joe Walsh's announcement right, yeah, no. hurts or helps Trump's chances at re-election? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, when, all I know is that when he announced it, I felt upset with myself that I did not see that coming like that. And I wonder if any, because he's been, I mean, I fucking like his tweets all the time. Like, And now ever since he's announced that he's running, I don't anymore, which maybe is telling about how like my reaction to that question because it doesn't he's like he came from like tea party republicanism so i can't imagine unless he's going to come out and say all of those things that i that i was talking about before were insane and i've since come to see how that can manifest and how detrimentally like awful that is i will not promote those things anymore but i don't think he's going to right so yeah I don't, don't know. you feel that's like that's question. how dark things have gotten in donald trump's america we're like I don't know, maybe this deadbeat dad fucking racist reality show douche weasel will hurt the other reality show racist douche weasel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it will actually hurt him, and here's why, because I think what could happen is what happened to Democrats in 2016 in that you've got a bunch of people who will want to vote for Walsh. He won't get the nomination. They'll be pissy about it and take their philosophical votes and go home and not show up to the polls, and that will lose some Trump votes. Yeah! That's in no way a slam on anyone who did yeah. that. No. Or he's going <laughs> to lean more into his Tea Party fundamental principles that are more marketable, I guess, than, than some of the shit Trump does, which is like an awful outcome as well. So, Is there yeah. any chance Snooki or the situation are running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and anyone else who's out there slamming Trump on a daily basis, fine, have at it. I don't give you just your shit bird throwing shit at another shithead. Yeah, I Chrissy Teigen would be great. I I really, I'm really pleased with the number of times shitbird has been said on stage tonight. <laughs> it's, right? it's one of my favorite. So little curses. time, so many shitbirds. Yeah, first shit time birds. I heard it was tonight. It's been like I think we need time. to bring back yeah. ape shit too. I, I like oh, ape shit. Ape shit, yeah, ape shit's good. Yeah, it's going yeah. ape shit. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for your question. Um, one last thing before we get out of here, and I, I just want to do this with you guys real quick. Uh, all right, so I want you guys over here. You're section one. You guys are the middle. You guys are over here on the right. Up, you know, 
And uh, here's what we're going to do. I need you to sing this note for me. Fuck. Fuck. Keep going. Fuck. Loud. Loud. Fuck. 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 Do we have balcony people? <laughs> All right. Now I need you guys to go. Fucked. On the count of three. One, two, three. Beautiful. All right. Yeah, we got to go soprano up there, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, who's it going to be? Oh, who's fucked this week? Yeah. Yeah, Trump. Trump is always fucked. We're also fucked. I know that's low-hanging uh, fruit, but I feel like we need this morale boost It used to right be now. Manafort, see? And then we had this whole ringtone, because I, I have friends who, uh, this Voices of Our City Choir, which is Choir of Homeless People in San Diego, uh, recorded a four-part, oh, you know, fucked harmony for us. It's, it's called Manafort is dot, dot, dot. You can get it. Uh, and all of the proceeds for that ringtone go, go toward Voices of Our City Choir. So we're gonna do Trump today, right? And we're gonna do the and then you just I, look. You do, you'll 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 know what to do, and um, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. So ready on the count of three. Uh, Trump is. Fuck. Fuck. You guys are awesome. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. Thank you to Steph Miller and thank you to Adam Savage. This is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact checking and research by AG and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. They might be giants that have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album, Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This ad was paid for with somebody else's money. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, 
How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.